gentlemen, it's time for the Liberty Cast with Big E, the man who makes the founders seem like moderates. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Liberty Cast. I'm your host, Big E. Uh, there's a lot to get to. Um, I was uh, out last week. There was no show. Uh, but this week, uh, I want to talk about, obviously, uh, the caravan, quote unquote, this issue of birthright citizenship that has been brought up by the president. And I also want to talk about uh, the elections. Uh, election day is this coming Tuesday. And there's a lot to unpack with that. But if we have time, uh, I do want to get into some of the things that Don Lemon has said this week. And if there's time after that, uh, there are a few other few other things I'd like to touch on. But uh, that is the rundown. So let's uh, let's go ahead and just dive right in, shall we? Round one. Now, as I mentioned, uh, there was no show last week. I had some technical difficulties and then there were some other uh, time constraints and responsibilities that I had that prevented me from uh, from recording. I could have come on and recorded some stream of consciousness off the cuff stuff. But uh, I like to do my research and make sure that I get uh, get my facts straight. And to that end, I need to apologize because uh, the last show that I did, uh, we were also talking about the caravan. And uh, from now on, I'm going to refer to it as an invasion. Uh, but I mentioned that uh, it had been it was shrinking. And the stories that I read uh, prior to my recording uh, said as much. But. Literally, while I was recording, new stories came out that said the exact opposite. So for that, I do apologize. I probably need to start watching the news uh, while I'm recording. And given the speed with which some of these stories move, uh, I may not have a choice uh, in that going forward, but, but we'll see. Estimates currently vary uh, as to the size of the, the uh, invasion. Right now, it seems that the accepted number is around 7,500, and, uh, and and we'll go with that. That's what CNN says, so to avoid any uh, any hint of bias being hurled at, any accusations of bias being hurled at me, uh, I'm just going to go with, with that for now. Um, why do I call it an invasion? Well, the deputy chief patrol agent of uh, the Border Patrol San Diego sector said on the record that 70% of the group on the march toward the border right now are single adult men. Some of those men are obviously criminals, but we also have no way of knowing that they are actually from the countries from which they claim to be uh, coming from. And not only that, but when they were offered asylum in Mexico, they turned it down. Now, if asylum was truly the goal, they would not have turned down that offer. Turning down asylum in order to get to the United States border is, is in fact an invasion. Now, are they an army? No, but there are criminals in this group and they have overrun barriers, assaulted and opened fire on authorities in Mexico. So do with that information what you will, but to me, that sounds like an invasion. Prove me wrong. Now, in addition to the criminal element, and the obvious danger that this presents to to our border, to our security, to the integrity of our 
election system. There's now a subset of the invaders that are suing the president for what they are calling his shockingly unconstitutional border policy. The suit alleges that uh, the government is trying to deter Central Americans from exercising their lawful right to seek asylum in the United States. And by doing so, that violates their due process rights granted under the Fifth Amendment. (sighs) Okay. First of all, being poor or wanting to escape your circumstances in a poorly run country is not grounds for asylum. The website for the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services outlines exactly what constitutes grounds for seeking asylum. And those grounds are persecution because of race, religion, nationality, membership in a particular social group, or holding a political opinion. Nowhere does it mention financial status, fearing gang violence. Those, those are not on the list. I'm confident this, uh, this suit will fail. But just think about the ramifications uh, if it is successful. The precedent will be set where it basically grants constitutional rights to anyone who says they want to come to, to the United States and, and heads this way. It gives them the same constitutional protections that you and I have. And th- that, that's just patently absurd. It's the United States Constitution, not the world constitution. But this just serves to illustrate what the left is all about. And in this case, what they're about is open borders. And they want those open borders so that they can import voters that are less likely to reject the failed policies that the rest of us have already done. It's little more than a, than a power grab. They are so desperate to regain power that they're willing to do anything. Now that they can no longer legislate from the bench because Donald Trump has uh, appointed and gotten on the bench originalist judges that will interpret the Constitution as written and not issue rulings to uphold the most radical left-wing ideological ideas. So now that that line of attack has been thwarted, what's left? Importing voters with promises of free stuff and birthright citizenship. I'll get back to that in a minute, but I can hear it now. Illegal immigrants don't have the right to vote. Or do they? In California, they absolutely have the right to vote in, in, uh, in school committees, school board elections. It's not going to end there. Their whole, their whole premise is that if you live in the community, then you should have a right to uh, vote in things that affect that community. That's true for citizens, but these people are not citizens. But that doesn't matter to the left. The only thing that matters to the left is power and that they regain it. All right, let's take a break. And when we get back, uh, I'm going to circle back to something I touched on, and that is birthright citizenship.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Liberty Cast, and I'm your host, Big E. Round two. At the end of round one, I mentioned birthright citizenship. Now, President Trump has vowed to put an end to the practice of birthright citizenship. And for those who may not be familiar, uh, which is hard to imagine, but anyway, birthright citizenship is what happens when illegal aliens or birth tourists in the United States um, have children. And by virtue of their geographical location in the United States, when they're born, they are now U.S. citizens and entitled to all uh, the benefits and privileges of that citizenship. Here, let's listen to this audio from one of uh, President Trump's rallies where he talks about birthright citizenship. Hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrant children are made automatic citizens every year because of this crazy policy, and they are all made instantly eligible for every privilege and benefit of American citizenship at a cost of billions of dollars a year. That's what it costs, billions. Back before the Democrat Party went crazy, they also opposed this practice. Harry Reid said, no sane country, quote, no sane country would grant automatic citizenship to the children of illegal immigrants. That's what he said. That's before he went crazy. Under this policy, anyone who breaks into our country and has a child, the very next moment that child would be made a citizen for life. Great. This policy has even created an entire industry of birth tourism, big business, where pregnant mothers travel to America to make their children instant American citizens. These children are also known as anchor babies. Now, the prevailing argument is another constitutional one. Advocates for birthright citizenship invoke the 14th Amendment, and it reads as follows. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. The 14th Amendment was not meant to grant citizenship to the children of non-citizens who just happened to be here. It was meant to enfranchise freed slaves after the Civil War. And the phrase they like to use to beat us over the head uh, with the idea of birthright citizenship is, is the first clause of the amendment, which says all persons born or naturalized in the United States. They use that phrase to prove that we must grant citizenship to children born to non-citizens in the country. But then they use an overly broad interpretation of the subject to the jurisdiction thereof clause. Because everyone is subject to laws uh, that protect us against murder, robbery, rape, etc. But the meaning of that clause is more than just that. The meaning of that clause was debated and uh, eventually agreed upon. Senator Jacob Howard put it this way. The word jurisdiction, as here employed, 
ought to be construed so as to imply a full and complete jurisdiction on the part of the United States, coextensive in all respects with the constitutional power of the United States, whether exercised by Congress, by the executive, or by the judicial department. That is to say, the same jurisdiction in extent and quality as applies to every citizen of the United States now. Nowhere in there does it mention anything about about immigrants, whether illegal or otherwise. Nowhere does it mention anything about foreigners having constitutional protections. It's talking about citizens of the United States. Now, you can find the full debate uh, in the Congressional Globe, which is a predecessor to what we now call the Congressional Record. And Michael Anton wrote a really good piece on this subject. Um, and I'll put a link to it in the description. But it is, uh, it's very well done, very well documented links to where you can find the Congressional Globe. And I highly recommend that you read it because it gives us a new perspective on the constitutionality of the 14th Amendment as it relates to illegal immigration. Now, let me just circle back to the original intent of the 14th Amendment, because as I said, it was meant to enfranchise newly freed slaves after the Civil War. Now, the left has long purported and portrayed itself to be the champions of black people, but it seems that they take every opportunity to conflate the struggles of any minority group with those that black people have gone through in this country. But instead of championing black people, all that does is serve to diminish the significance of the struggle that we've had going back to slavery. And that dovetails into another, another point uh, that the left likes to make is that everyone is, is perfect and everyone is special. But if everyone is special, then no one is. And being a citizen of the United States is a special thing. And what the left is doing now is trying to diminish that as well. And we cannot let that happen. I'm just going to leave that there. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take uh, another quick break. And when we get back, we will talk about the uh, upcoming elections on Tuesday. Welcome back to the Liberty Cast, folks. Round three. Obviously, we have to talk about the elections. Tuesday's a big day. It's election day. I, I voted early, and of course, I voted red. And I voted that way because, well, if you've been listening to this show, it's obvious. But uh, we simply cannot allow the American communists to take control of the House. We can't, let them, we can't let them take control of anything, but right now the House uh, is what's most in play. Because if that happens, it will be two years of gridlock, and the momentum that Trump has built up right now will come to a grinding halt. There'll be impeachment proceedings, uh, there'll be investigations, there'll be, it, it, it'll just be a massive waste of taxpayer money on, on these frivolous endeavors. Please do not believe the polls. The, the polls have been ridiculously inaccurate for a long time now. And in this election cycle, we've seen stories where they say that because 
Republican turnout is higher than than normal, that that bodes well for Republicans. But then you you see pretty much the exact same story, just flip Democrat with Republican, and they say it bodes well for Democrats. So given how wrong polls have been, especially when it came to the election of Donald Trump, don't believe it. Don't stay home and say, well, because turnout's been great, I don't have to get out. Bullshit. You do. Because we have no way of knowing how these things are going to turn out on election day. And this election is as consequential as any I can recall in my lifetime. And the fact that turnout is higher than normal for a midterm election, while good, you never know what, what, what can happen on election day. So if you didn't early vote, then you need to do it on election day. I mean, all the polls predicted that Clinton was going to beat Trump in a landslide. But we're seeing the, the benefits of, of how that turned out. And given how close uh, a lot of these races are, every vote counts. So if you didn't take advantage of uh, early voting, please, please, please get out there and vote on Tuesday. If you like your economic growth and prosperity, you can keep it if you vote. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our our final break. And uh, when we get back, we'll get you out of here with some quick hits. Welcome back. It's time for some quick hits. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized to the right. And we have to start doing something about them. There is no travel ban on them. There is no ban on, you know, they have the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. So what do we do about that? Wow. In case you didn't recognize that voice, that was uh, that was Don Lemon. The first thing he said was we have to stop demonizing people. And then what does he do? He goes on to demonize an entire group of people. And they say black people can't be racist. Well, what was that? That was one of the most racist comments I've ever heard. We have to do something about them. Hmm. That actually sounds kind of familiar. Does it not? But I mean, wow. Can you imagine the meltdown that the liberal media would have had if someone like Sean Hannity or Ann Coulter or Charlie Kirk had said something like that about black men in Chicago or Detroit and made that kind of generalization? they would have been apoplectic and rightfully so for a change. But in this instance, crickets, nothing, not a peep. And then he doubled down on it. Come on. So the Democrat Party in North Dakota put out an ad where they basically said that if you want to keep your out of state hunting licenses, you should not vote in in North Dakota's elections. Now, Heidi Heitkamp, 
the senator who was up for re-election in, in, in the state of North Dakota, she basically endorsed that ad. She said that uh, if you want a residential hunting license in another state, it means you're not going to get that if you vote in this state. Even PolitiFact, hardly a bastion of conservative principles, uh, rated that claim a pants-on-fire claim, basically saying that the ad was pretty much designed to discourage people from voting. And really, how can you interpret it any other way? And they have the nerve to say Republicans want to discourage people from voting. And of course, the ad was targeting hunters, gun owners, so do you think they were trying to suppress Democrat or Republican votes? Come on. So remember how all women were supposed to be believed all the time, no matter what? Well, Judy Monroe Layton uh, has just been referred to uh, the DOJ for criminal prosecution. Judy Monroe Layton is the woman who claimed to be the writer of a Jane Doe letter sent to Senator Harris's office back in September. And in that letter, she accused, at the time, Judge, now Justice Kavanaugh, of rape. And the letter details um, all of the allegations. But under questioning, turns out she was lying. Not only was she lying, not only had she not been sexually assaulted by Judge Kavanaugh, now Justice Kavanaugh, but she never even met him. Hmm. So are we still supposed to believe all women all the time, no matter what? Or can we concede now that there should be some due process and some investigation when there is no evidence immediately um, available? For me, that's always been a yes. But maybe maybe now with with all of these stories falling apart, the left. Never mind the, that would require the left to have some sense. All right, folks, uh, that's all the time we have. Uh, but before I go, I do want to wish my beautiful wife uh, the happiest of birthdays. Uh, today is her birthday. And I just want to let her know that I love her. I am incredibly proud of her. She's doing an amazing job with her company, uh, Carry Girl Gear. We started that uh, together. She has taken it off and, and run with it and is doing an amazing job. So I just want to let everyone know that and let her know that I love her and I'm incredibly proud. So on that note, I want to thank all of you for listening. And as usual, keep your head on a swivel and stay safe, everybody. Thank you.